Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night Living History. This is the second part of this episode. Um, I don't believe I recorded uh, an intro um, when I was with Annie, so I'm recording it now. Um, So let's go ahead, let's jump in, and let's get spooky. Hey there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night of the Living History. Um, this is the second part to the previous episode. We're going to be discussing H.H. Holmes. Here with me is my friend Annie. Hi, guys. Yeah, so sure, we're going to um, we're going to talk about H.H. Holmes. And in the, at the end of the last episode, um, I talked about how they think that these two guys are the same person. So we're going to focus on H.H. Holmes first, and then we'll discuss some of the theories. Um, so H.H. Holmes... Um, I know that there's a documentary on Netflix about him. Mm-hmm. He's considered America's first serial, serial killer. Which, back then, serial murders weren't, like, they weren't, like, really a thing. Like, it was just kind of a new concept. I mean, it probably was going on, but we just didn't have the technology to connect stuff. That's true, too. And I think police work back then was really shoddy, too. Well, yeah, best. you could get away with shit back then. Mm-hmm. I definitely could have gotten away with murder back then. Dude, for real, we just be not that I like have the like mental capacity to be able to do that because I'd be so distraught over. Yeah, I don't even think like I could punch some. I've never punched somebody. Oh, I could knock a motherfucker out. I take it back. Maybe I could. I can murdering somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably be like I'd probably be like a Dexter murderer. I'd like just murder people that had it coming. Like just yeah, like really people. shitty, horrible yeah. people. I could do that. That I could wrap my mind around. But, but even then, like ooh, I just don't want the cleaning. I so, so much cleaning afterwards. So messy. Despite my love of history, I'm actually really um, I get queasy when it comes to people stuff. Animals, I'm fine. What, if somebody's bleeding, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking faint in a second. Like what a gross. Yeah. Yeah, and it's what just like you can. It's almost like I I can almost feel it more when it's a person. Like if I'm looking at you and your finger's been cut off, I'm like, my fucking finger hurts right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, let's. We're gonna. Um, Stop incriminating ourselves here. I know. <laughs> we get sidetracked. <laughs> this is well, this is great. This is why I wanted you on here. You want to talk about murder. <laughs> exactly. <I'm there. laughs> All right. So uh H.H. Holmes was actually born Herman Webster Mudgett. Um, he went by the alias Henry Howard Holmes or H.H. H. Holmes. He was born May 16, 1861-ish. I couldn't find an exact year. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of records, I think. No, and record keeping, like I was saying about police work, was really shoddy at best back yeah. at this time. So, who knows? Um, he was a con artist and a trickster. Um, he was born into a wealthy family and was super intelligent. Um, he had a really high interest in medicine at a very young age. This is all alleged. This I, I don't have any solid evidence that this actually happened. But supposedly, as a child, he would capture animals to perform surgeries on them. That's how a serial killer starts. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't deny this. Like, no. I don't, I, this is definitely probable. Fact. That's how Dahmer started. Yeah, exactly. So he, he that, um, there's also, there's some accounts of his life that claim that he also killed, a, like, a playmate that would come over. I heard it, yeah, some, was it a little girl? I don't, so I didn't, I didn't look into it, because I'm like, this doesn't sound as probable to me. Because yeah. how would... I mean, I could be wrong, but how could that go over? That's the thing that's hard about this, is that there's so many things after the fact. Like, the Jack the Ripper thing, they came out with his diary so many years later. Yeah. It's like, we don't know what's true and what's not, because we didn't have the record keeping, and uh, those people have passed away that knew. Yeah, and then when you you look at other cases, too, where shit did happen like that, and you're like, how the fuck did they get away with it? So it's not impossible, although it's not... We're not banking on it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, yeah, that's the words I'm looking for. 
Um, so he attended medical school at the University of Michigan. This is so weird to me. In 1884, he was prevented from graduating after a widowed hairdresser accused him of making a face of a false promise of marriage. Like oh, the old timey rules. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're not getting your degree. My dad gave you a cow. You're supposed to <laughs> marry me. And now we're not giving you a degree over it. Like, wow. holy shit. Like, shit. Imagine if that was how it is now. Like, sometimes I think I would hate to be a woman in this time period, but then I just think, I think I'd just hate to be a person. Yeah, it was rough, man. We really have it easy. Yeah, because, like, how can you... I don't know. That's just... That's so crazy to me. So that's apparently what happened. So he never actually graduated, but he did... He was already... He was done. Yeah. So that's crazy. Um... In 1886, he moved to Chicago. Chi-town. This is another, this is why I'm connected to this case, because my family, multiple generations. I was like, my grandmother, my great-grandmother was probably in her prime at this time, that H.H. H. Holmes was fucking out there. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Lucky for her, she didn't go near him. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God. She didn't go to the World's Fair that year. Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> So, um, he became a pharmacist in Chicago and went by the name of Dr. H.H. H. Holmes. Isn't it so fucking weird how you could just be like, my name is Dr. So-and-so, and nobody questioned you. Nobody was like, let me see your credentials. I don't know if you needed to be a doctor to be a pharmacist. You, did, you probably didn't, but the fact that you could even slap that label on your oh, name yeah. and not have anybody say anything was... Yeah, because I think... 25, 30 years ago, you just needed a bachelor's degree to be a pharmacist. Now yeah. you have to be a doctor, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and can you imagine me just walking out the street and be like, hold on, my name is Dr. Ferreira. How nice to meet you. Well, that's and, like, what they did back in the day. People yeah. would be like, what the fuck? You're not a doctor. Like, get out of here. You're sick. Uh, do some cocaine. Yeah. We'll fix you. Here's some laudanum. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. And bloodletting. Let the ghosts out of your blood. What a wild time to be alive. Yeah, so, um, the murders... Uh, well, let's talk about the murder castle first. So, um, he, after becoming a pharmacist, um, starts to murder once he builds a house for himself, later to become known as the murder castle. It was also um, an apartment building where he, like, lent out rooms to people. Yeah, and it was supposed to be, like, a hotel because yes. the World's Fair was coming. They were going to have all these people come to Chicago for the World's Fair. Exactly. And so he had, um, the murder castle was equipped with secret passages, trap doors, soundproof rooms, uh, doors that could be locked from the outside, uh, gas jets, which he used to actually asphyxiate a lot of his victims, um, a kiln that he would use to, um, cremate a lot of the bodies. Yeah, the body shoot. Yeah, exactly. And he had, like, uh, medical tables and stuff, too. Oh, God, that's so creepy. And, like, torture devices. And then he used to hire construction teams, and then he'd fire them mm -hmm. and get a new team in so that nobody knew exactly what was going on the whole time. Yeah, and there were, like, false walls and stuff, which is, this is, like, so crazy to me, because, like... How the fuck, like, does somebody build something like this? It is really, really interesting. So, the hotel, um, American Horror Story Hotel, yeah, was based on the uh, Cecil in L.A., but the main character, you know the guy, I forgot what his he's name is. He's based on H.H. H. Holmes. He's supposed yeah. to be H.H. H. Holmes, yeah. yeah, and that's based on the murder castle. Yeah. Because so nobody really knew about H.H. H. Holmes, really, until that came out. And right. And then people started to look into it. Right, which is, it's so, it's so cool. Like, they kind of... I mean, not cool, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so the murders themselves, I'm not going to go super in-depth with the murders, just because H.H. Um, H. Holmes was a prolific liar. Mm -hmm. um, he confessed to murdering 27 people. However, there weren't nearly that many amount of bodies, although there are a lot of people that say he probably murdered closer to 200. Sure. Um, there's not a lot of evidence behind it, though, and we're going to talk about that. So um, the murders themselves, the ones that I am going to mention, um, the peak of his murders took place during the World's Fair. 
so the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago in 1893. Um, he seduced and murdered a large number of women after becoming engaged and killing them once securing their life savings. Apparently Holmes was a charming motherfucker, I guess. I mean, I've seen his pictures. That mustache isn't doing it for me. Yeah, but think back then, though. I mean, he, if you had a full set of teeth, you were hot. <laughs> That's true. I guess the... the the desire of um, attractiveness, really. And you know he had the gift of yab. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll get you very far. I think a lot of murderers tend to be very charismatic. So. Yeah, Bundy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Very charismatic. Besides, you know, if you can get past those fucking crazy eyes that they have. I, tell me about it. I'm like, how do you not see the crazy? Like, that guy's got no. murderer eyes. Like, <laughs> wear your skin as a coat. Yeah, no, seriously. I'll be at a bar sometimes or a restaurant and be like, that motherfucker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nope. nope. Fool me once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've seen too many documentaries. You stay the fuck on that side. I'm good. Buddy. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So he was all about money. So we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Um, he required his employees also to carry life insurance policies, naming him as a beneficiary Ooh. because he would collect after he killed them. Shady motherfucker. And they didn't have the investigative power to look into these things. No, to see. exactly. It's so crazy. And then another thing too, is he got away with a lot of these murders because he sold their bodies to medical school. Uh, yeah, and nobody questioned it. Yeah, nobody would question it. He'd be like, hey, here's a couple of femurs I had laying around, and everybody's like, cool fucking beans, dude. dude Thanks. I didn't realize how much money those, like, you know, like in third grade science when you had the... Yeah. I mean, we had plastic ones, but, like, back in the day, they had real skeletons. Yeah. I didn't realize how much money those things are worth. Like, he made a good living off of doing this. Yeah, and, like, it's, so it's it's nuts. So that he, that was another form of income for him, but also the fact that, like, nobody was, like... What a fucking weirdo. Where did you get this from, Yeah, everybody was like, that's cool, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Here's, you know, X amount of dollars. Um, so that was one of the reasons why it's hard to discern how many people he actually murdered. There's no record kept of, you know, what bodies were sold where. Yeah. It's just, it was what it was. Um, some of the victims we're going to talk about, um, Julia Smythe and her daughter Pearl. Um, it was his, he, she was his mistress. Um, she was married to another man. Um, they lived in homes apartments at the time. Um, when the husband found out, he was like, fuck y'all, and he peaced out, and then, um, Julia actually got custody of her daughter, Pearl, mm-hmm. um, and they stayed behind with Holmes, um, after the affair was discovered. Pearl and Julia disappeared Christmas Eve, 1891. Holmes claims that she died during an abortion that he himself was performing. Oh, gosh. Yes. Which, although he had medical knowledge... Abortions were not... Bro, you didn't graduate. Well, that, and also, abortions back then were super life-threatening. Like, it yeah. wasn't, you know, like, there's, I mean, even now, they're still threatening. Dangerous, but it's, yeah. It's but... a dangerous undertaking, especially back then. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, even back then, like, it wasn't, it wasn't commonplace for a woman to go to a doctor when she was pregnant. Like, they no. mostly had midwives. Midwives were the ones that did everything, so... They didn't have any anesthesia or anything like that back no. then. Oh my god! No. Could you imagine? No, ah! <laughs> I don't want to imagine. It feels terrible. Thank you for letting me live during <laughs> this time period. Exactly. Um, and then so there's. It's believed that he poisoned Pearl um, oh. later on after um, we know his murder. The, he, he was discovered the body of a small child about. Uh, it was a. It was partial skeleton of a small child about her age was found Jeez. in the cellar of the murder castle. Um, which I'm, I'm guessing that the rest of it he probably sold to medical school. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, and so the only, there's going to be one more that we get into, aside from the ones that have a little bit more to do with him. Um, Emmeline Sigrande, that's going to be a really hard, whatever. 
Um, she worked for home starting in May 1892. Um, she disappeared after there were rumors that she was pregnant with his child. Uh-oh. Um, so he, she was another one that he attested to a failed abortion. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that what one. Do we, what, do we, what were we using for birth control back then? They had, like, sheepskin condoms back then? Or? I don't even think they had those at this point. I no? Think, no, I think it was literally, like, the pull-out the method. pull-out? Wow. Yeah, so... Holmes wasn't pulling out. <laughs> he, he was fucking up. So. Timing was off. Yeah. And probably, like, and then, like, women were expected to know when they were ovulating, which, like, oh, God. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I can't even get my lunch break sorted out. I don't <laughs> even know when my period is going to be. I don't I'm like, know. I got an app, but even then, like, yeah, that shit's not accurate. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so now we're going to talk about the Pete Dezel murders. I'm probably murdering that one. Murdering Kenneth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there. I'm butchering that one. That's, That's a good fucking one too. damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Keep going. <laughs> no. uh, I'm slaughtering. Slaughtering. Yes. <laughs> I'm slaughtering this last name. I know it and it's fine. That and I'm loving all of those like a slew of puns. That was so great. No, it's so good. Um, all right. So, a bunch of insurance companies. I don't know. I couldn't I didn't really look into this part so much, but apparently Holmes had a lot of arson that happened mm. and was taking out insurance claims on like properties that he owned based on it. Well, the insurance companies were catching up with him. They're like, what the fuck, we're dude? We're paying out a lot. Yeah, so they're getting ready to prosecute him. Okay. So in um, July 1894, he was arrested briefly and jailed, and then he bailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, he concocted a plan with this dude, um, whose last name was Hedgepeth, um, mm-hmm. who told him, you should just, like, fake your own death and collect the insurance money. So Holmes told him, well, here, I'll give you 500 bucks if you give me the name of a lawyer that can be trusted to help me through all this. So he was directed to a dude um, named, this is, I don't know who the fuck names are, get this. If this is your name, I'm sorry, but Jephtha? That's a new one. Okay. Yeah. I thought the names today were weird. Oh, no. The weirdest names came from this time period that we're visiting right now. <laughs> like, damn, Jill, just, like, roll out some ABC blocks. I'm like, yep, what yeah, does that spell? Right? It is. Let's get the Ouija board out. <laughs> and let's write it down. So uh, Jephtha, his last name was Howe, um, he thought this, this scheme was brilliant. He agreed to pay, play the part. Um, however, the insurance company became suspicious, suspicious, refused to pay him, and he didn't press the claim. Instead, he went to a different dude. He met this other dude, Dezel. Again, I don't know if I say the last name. He's like, hey, you know what you should do? You should fake your own death and take out an insurance claim. And this guy was like, hell yeah, my wife could use the money. We've got a million kids. $10,000. Let's do it. That's a lot of money for back then. That's like, like... I think like a million bucks. Like that's like a yeah, but like a couple million at least. Yes. You're set for You're life. Rolling. Yeah. So the scheme was going to take place in Philadelphia. Um, he was supposed to Holmes was supposed to find an appropriate cadaver to play the role of Pedazel. Instead, um, you killed him. Your boy killed him. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, he, he knocked him unconscious with chloroform <laughs> and set his body on fire. Um, and in his confession, um, Holmes implied that. Patezel was still alive after he used the chloroform. So he didn't even fully kill him before starting him on fire. Jesus. However, forensic evidence uh, presented at the trial later showed that the chloroform had been administered after he died. Really? Uh-huh. Presumably to fake a suicide to exonerate him if, if anything oh, ever came to life. Man, yeah. this guy's a clever fucker. Yeah, so he collected the insurance payout on the basis um, of Patezel's actual corpse. Holmes then went on to manipulate Dezel's unsuspecting wife into allowing three of their five children to be to placed in his them. custody. Yeah. Okay. Like, how the fuck Take are you my like? Kids. Yeah, cool. I mean, 
I get it, because at this point, she's probably desperate, because like we were talking about earlier, like, it wasn't super common for women to be able to take care of themselves. She's sure. got five kids now. So Alice, Nellie, and Howard were all sent to him. Um, the eldest daughter and the baby remained with Mrs. Uh, Dezel. Um, let's see here. So they traveled from the United States into Canada. Simultaneously, he escorted Mrs. Patezel along a parallel route, although, um, all the while using various aliases to lie to Mrs. Patezel concerning her husband's death, claiming that he was hiding in London, also lying to her about the true whereabouts of her three missing children. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so in Detroit, just before entering Canada, they were only separated by a few blocks. Um, in an even more audacious move, um, he was staying in another spot, uh, Holmes himself was staying in another spot with his wife at the time. Um, who had no idea that any of this shit was happening. Oh my god. Which, like, how fucking dense can you get? Like, he's like, I'm gonna be gone for three days, and she's like, fucking sounds great. See you in three days. You know, if he was, if he had money, though... Yeah, that's true. She wouldn't ask any she's questions. She's like, I'm going shopping, so yeah, whatever. whatever, dude. Right. Just, yeah. yeah, give me my allowance and see ya. Um, so he, when he confessed to murdering the kids, he apparently forced them into a large truck, trunk, oh, locked them inside, drilled a hole... And then um, attached a gas line to the other side and asphyxiated them. Um, he buried their naked bodies in the cellar of his rental house um, in Toronto. Um, this house, of course, is no longer standing. But. Yeah. So that's that. Man, there's a special place in hell for people that kill children and animals. Right? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Like, and why was that even necessary? Like, at this point, it's not necessary. Unless they knew. Unless he was afraid that they were going to tell something yeah. to somebody but it's still oh my god yeah i wonder i'm also wondering if he had plans to kill the wife and the other two kids at some point too i feel like he was gonna kill as many people as he could yeah so november 17 1894 um he was arrested after being tracked down by the pinkerton national uh detective agency they were a private a group of private investigators july 1895 two of his victims bodies were discovered so the kids alice and nelly they were discovered howard wasn't go figure um the investigation led them to the murder castle he was found guilty of murder of benjamin pitezel sentenced to death um the murder of the three children became evident at, like during the trial um he confessed to 27 murders Although, there are a lot of murderers out there who say, yeah, I've killed 100 people, and none of it's actually substantial. There was a lot of talk about how he was a pathological liar. Yeah, so he was he, and he was a good liar. So he gave contradictory accounts um, and initially claimed to be innocent, then later claimed to be possessed by Satan himself. Ah. Yeah, his affinity for lying made it difficult for researchers to gather evidence based on those statements. Um, this is really creepy. I had to include this. So he is quoted, and this is an actual quote from H.H. H. Holmes. He said, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than a poet could help the inspiration to sing. Yeah. And I, I, he, like you said, he came from a seemingly normal family. Yeah. They had money. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of records as far as, you know, what type of living situation they were in, but the information that we do have sounds like he came from a fairly normal upbringing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we're gonna, I'm just gonna really briefly mention some of the books and movies and places to visit based on this case, and then we're gonna jump into the conspiracy theory about H.H. Holmes and Jack Ripper being the same person. The same guy. One and the same. So, uh, there's a ton of books and movies. <clears throat> um, there's actually one written by the great-great-grandson of H.H. Holmes called Bloodstains. In this memoir, he claims, he also claims that H.H. Holmes was Jack Ripper. Okay. 
Um, so the murder castle, castle, you can't go visit it. Sorry guys, um, it was torn down in 1938. Big Yeah, um, so, but that's so, any books, movies, I mean, there's, there's a million out there. Now, there's a lot of virologists, as I mentioned before, that think that they've, they've come up with a bunch of theories about who they think the person is. They have lists of people that could be potential suspects. One of the ones that stands out is, of course, H.H. H. Holmes. His great-great-grandson claims that Holmes was the Ripper. Um, he says that he has these diaries that he inherited um, that basically talk about the fact that H.H. H. Holmes was in London at the time of the Ripper murders. Mm -hmm. um, both of them, some of the similarities, both of them have medical knowledge. They use similar methods to mutilate. Um, the Ripper killings ended in early 1889, and back then, traveling between the U.S. and the U.K. wasn't that bad. So it was actually super easy to do. Um, you could take a boat and it'd take you about a month. You didn't need a COVID vaccination card <laughs> back then. No, you did not. You didn't need anything. You just needed some money and the ability to stay alive and not get sick on a ship. Mm -hmm. um, so it would only take about a month. So the killings ended for the Ripper in early 1889. At the end of 1889, that is when the Holmes murder started mm -hmm. here in Chicago. Um, so there's also a recorded, there's a, a, like a log from one of the ships there's a man named H. Holmes that traveled from the UK to the US at the time. So I know, crazy. And among the letters um, sent to police, linguists who start, studied it later say that whoever wrote them was not British. Mm. They think that he was American. I feel like they analyze some handwriting too. They do. So they, han they analyze the handwriting and then they analyze the way that like, he's spoken in, yeah. in, the, in the whole letters. So. Yeah. But yeah. Very interesting. See, I saw there was a really good documentary. I think it was on Amazon Prime. Because, you know, when I'm home alone, I got nothing to do. want to watch documentaries on fucking murderers. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, so this one said, I, I wish I would have written it down, but I think he was in medical school or he had some type. There was some type of alibi that made it seem like they were not the same person. Yeah. He was busy doing something while those murders were going on in, White, in Whitechapel. Yeah. There were, there were also, like, some of the things that I read, too, people who think that he was uh, the Ripper actually talk about he was apprenticing, uh, being an apprentice under another murderer. So that murderer was, like, Jack the Ripper, and supposedly H.H. H. Holmes could have also been his apprentice. I did hear that, too. So yes. he, with his lady charms, you know, got the ladies to come and meet the dude, and the dude was the one who killed them. There was stuff that I read about that, too. So he was a real lady killer? <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was great. <laughs> Murder's not funny, but no. And of course, you know, something to mention in all these episodes is, you know, these are both really evil, horrible people. They shouldn't be idolized no. um, at all. But um, it is always interesting to look into these kinds of things. So keep that in mind whenever you're reading your books or watching your movies. Don't idolize them. Don't look at them in a positive light. Um, it's okay to note what they did, but. Well, yeah, with us, like we said, I mean, I kill, I accidentally kill a bug and I'm upset. Exactly. So and go figure, we're super into horror and stuff. Yeah, so. it's just, I think that's why it's so fascinating to me that there are people out there that can do these types of things. Right. Continuously right. and be unaffected. Exactly. All right, guys, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, so thanks again for listening. Annie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm thanks so for, excited. Thanks for joining me, Annie. I'll probably have to get yeah, you like, thanks, a couple friend. more. Thanks, Fred. I'm, I'm so privileged. This I'm, is great. It's awesome to have another girl that I can talk to about this. Because you can't just go out with anybody and be like, hey, let's fucking talk about Jack the Ripper. <laughs> let's like, talk about murderers. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate you 
yeah, nurture the spooky in each other. And I, like I like it. That. Yeah, me too. And I think um, Annie will probably be present on other episodes. Woo woo! Feel free to comment on um, the Instagram page that I have set up for the podcast if you want to hear more episodes with Annie, because that'll tell me. I mean, I'm kind of already planning on it at this point, but yeah. So again, thanks guys for listening and stay spooky. Bye guys. <laughs>